Welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Taking to America's airwaves to make the case for America's fuel. I'm your host, John Davis. America's ethanol producers are stepping up their efforts to promote their green fuel domestically. During a recent news conference, Growth Energy CEO Tom Bias introduced a $2.5 million television campaign on major cable television networks, including Fox News, MSNBC, CNBC, and CNN. You know, for years, uh, the critics of uh, domestically produced ethanol uh, that comes uh, from our nation's farms uh, does a tremendous job of creating economic opportunity here in America. We've been criticized uh, by a lot of vested interests who have defined who we are and what we do. And we're here today to say that that ends today. With this announcement, we'll be make, taking our case directly to the American public. It's a dramatic uh, uh, step for domestic ethanol. It is the first for our industry. Never before has American ethanol developed in that sustained TV ad campaign. It's a multi-million dollar campaign to get the facts to the people who have only heard one side of the story until now. Bias was joined by growth co-chair General Wesley Clark and former Iowa Congressman Jim Nussel, who serves on the advisory board for Growth Energy. I think TV is the best way to shape public opinion, and people know that. And the question is, it's silly. I mean, Procter & Gamble spends a billion dollars a year to sell soap. What we're talking about is something much more important and worth much more than the the value of, a, of, a, of an industrial company. It's about America's energy independence. We'll be talking to people that may have never heard the ethanol message before, have not heard about America's homegrown energy. And for too long, ethanol has allowed really its opponents to define uh, the debate when it comes to ethanol and when it comes to energy security. Well, that ends today. That ends today with this ad campaign. We call this campaign America's fuel, because every message in this ad, and in the, the ad campaign that you're about to see, demonstrates why ethanol really is a fuel for America. Bias makes the case for ethanol as an economic engine for the country, coming at a time when we could really use some good economic news. What's creeping up on us is higher gas prices almost on a daily basis. The gasoline is unleaded regular, is almost $3 a gallon. Uh, at least around here, and maybe over that in some parts of the country. We want people to focus on, on, on fuel. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we had a major energy crisis with $4 and some odd cent gasoline that, uh, uh, that certainly had a big factor in the downturn of our economy. Uh, so we're, we're, we're trying to get our message out there for whatever debate ensures in Congress. Um, the, the tax credit, uh, the blender's tax credit, uh, which basically is passed on to consumers in lower prices, uh, is a big issue, a priority issue this year because it, it expires at the end of 2010. And so is the uh, tariff on imported ethanol, uh, which expires in 2010. But we've got a lot of priorities and challenges. You know, if, if you could do anything and wave a magic wand and put consumers in control, uh, and make this whole industry uh, uh, succeed, it would be to have flex fuel vehicles and blender pumps all across the nation. And uh, uh, that's certainly a, a big goal of ours as well. 
And Clark points out the tremendous burden foreign oil is putting on the taxpayers of this country. We're importing almost 13 million barrels of oil a day to feed our economy. Most of that import is going to transportation. That, that equates to a per capita tax on Americans of $1,000 for every man, woman, and child in this country per year that we send out of this country and give to foreign countries so that we can drive our cars fueled by gasoline. So that every gallon of ethanol we keep in our cars and we use in our cars in place of a gallon of gasoline, that's keeping about two, two and a half dollars of real wealth inside America. Money that creates jobs, that raises property values, that gets into our taxation system, that contributes to the public welfare in forms of education and other things. $300 billion a year is bleeding out of this country. So what our campaign here, we want to inform the American people. When you think about this, these tax credits coming up and so forth, okay, that sounds pretty important, but they don't, they're not in the $300 billion a year range. We're talking $300 billion a year of money leaking out of this economy that we're trying to recapture for America. That's what this energy independence campaign is all about. Bias counters critics who say we can just buy ethanol from other places, such as Brazil. We've been in this debate for 40 years so, uh, about America uh, creating its own energy independence and substituting uh, uh, Brazil or our dependence on Brazilian ethanol uh, for our dependence on uh, foreign oil does not help this nation. It doesn't create jobs here. It doesn't revitalize our rural communities. Uh, it doesn't make us any more energy independent. And, you know, Brazil will claim, oh, we, well, we can help you reduce your dependence on foreign oil. Well, if you take off the, the tariff, you don't extend the tariff, the only thing you're doing is uh, all they'll displace is U.S.-produced ethanol. And that's jobs. That's the economy we talked about. That's the energy independence that we talked about. Uh, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't for a moment think about uh, not producing our own food here in America, relying on some other country for the production of food, and uh, the same with a vital resource like fuel. He also points out that renewable ethanol has 59% less in greenhouse gas emissions than fossil fuels, a figure that some naysayers have tried to dispute by using outdated production figures from three decades ago. A lot of our critics that run these ads and run these campaigns against us, always want to talk about how we produced ethanol 30 years ago, how we farmed 30 years ago, not what's happening today. And if people will get out there and, and visit these plants, you'll see all kinds of creative, innovative things to continue to reduce our dependence in the production on fossil fuels that emit carbon. Clark says the bottom line is ethanol is carbon neutral. Ethanol itself, the fuel itself when you burn it, the carbon that's in it is the carbon dioxide that was taken out of the atmosphere to grow the plant. So it's totally carbon neutral. When you burn gasoline, the carbon that's in the gasoline 
is the carbon that was taken out of the atmosphere 300 million years ago and sequestered underground for 300 million years ago and converted from plant cells into something that's then refined and burned and injected back into the atmosphere. So what we're talking about in the 59% is that you have to take the corn and you have to plant it and you have to fertilize it and you have to cultivate it and so forth. And there's a lot of technology that's looking at this right now that's going to move the corn-based ethanol further and further away from dependence on fossil fuels and fossil inputs. So as it does that, it gets greener and greener and greener. So I just want to be clear that the fundamental difference here is that our government is talking about billions of dollars of research to learn how to sequester carbon dioxide in the ground. In the fossil fuels industry, we're digging up the sequestered carbon dioxide and refining it so it can be re-injected into the atmosphere, as, and we take the energy out of it. With ethanol, we're actually taking atmospheric carbon dioxide, using sunlight to convert it into something that can then create energy and giving it back to the atmosphere. So it's inherently carbon neutral. Finally, when Bias starts talking about renewal of the ethanol blender's tax credit, more commonly known as the BTEC, he mentions a term that most business people know very well, return on investment. What do you get for that investment? And uh, uh, the, uh, the BTEC cost less than $5 billion in 2008, uh, but what it returned to the uh, federal government was far more than that. Saved $8 billion alone on farm safety net programs uh, uh, supporting the price of corn uh, in the marketplace. Uh, double that in tax revenues coming from the ethanol industry, not counting uh, the, the jobs you created and putting people into the economic marketplace. Uh, and we can go on and on. Uh, you look at the GDP from the ethanol industry. So that's a pretty small investment. Compare that to what we spend on oil, as the general mentioned. We're transferring a billion dollars a day of our nation's wealth to foreign countries to support their economy, not our economy. Uh, that's, that has to stop. We're spending $50 billion a year protecting the shipping lanes in the Persian Gulf with our military, not counting any conflicts or anything else. So add it up. We're the best deal, and uh, that's the message that we have to take out. Look for that message to be repeated many times on a cable channel near you. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.